Now, we are going to start by reading the passage in the Bible that references this story. But before I move on, I want to credit Arthur Burke's teaching, from which I draw some of my commentary, and also an extract I found on the internet about text-driven preaching, um, an introduction to this passage by a preaching teacher called Deron Biles. Okay, let's give honor where honor is due. And of course, I want to thank and celebrate the input of Holy Spirit. Now, let's go and read the Bible. So, let's look at Genesis 20. Okay, let's look at Genesis 20. Uh, I will read the whole chapter. I'll read in the complete Jewish Bible. And uh, as you, if you follow, you've been following this for a while, you'll know that that's one of my favorite versions at this time. Here we go. Genesis 20 in the complete Jewish Bible version. Abraham traveled from there toward the Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur. While living as an alien in Gerar, Abraham was saying of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman you've taken since she is someone's wife. Now Abimelech had not come near her, so he said, Lord, Will you kill even an upright nation? Didn't he himself say to me, she's my sister? And even she herself said, he's my brother. In doing this, my heart has been pure and my hands innocent. God said to him in the dream, yes, I know that in doing this, your heart has been pure and I too have kept you from sinning against me. This is why I didn't let you touch her. Therefore, return the man's wife to him now. He is a prophet and he will pray for you so that you will live. But if you don't return her, know that you will certainly die, you and all who belong to you. Avimelech got up early in the morning, called all his servants and told them these things. And the men became very afraid. Then Avimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I sinned against you to cause you to bring on me and my kingdom a great sin? You have done things to me that are just not done. Avimelech went on asking Abraham, Whatever could have caused you to do such a thing? Abraham replied, It was because I thought there could not possibly be any fear of God in this place, so they will kill me in order to get my wife. But she actually is also my sister, the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And so she became my wife. When God had me leave my father's house, I told her, Do me this favor. Wherever we go, say about me, he is my brother. Avimelech took sheep, cattle, and male and female slaves, and gave them to Abraham. And he returned to him, Sarah his wife. Then Avimelech said, Look, 
My country lies before you. Live where you like. To Sarah he said, Here, I've given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. That will allay the suspicions of everyone who is with you. Before everyone you are cleared. Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Avimelech and his wife and slave girls, so that they could have children. For Adonai had made every woman in Avimelech's household infertile on account of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Now that is a really fascinating story. It's a really fascinating story. Um, before I carry on, let me just say this passage comes immediately after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah because of their sin and the incest between Lot and his daughters and the consequences the text foreshadows. These two events point to the consequences of sin that should have been a warning to Abraham. Abraham had been a witness to the consequences of sin in his nephew Lot's family in Sodom and Gomorrah. In the same way, we have all these stories written in the Bible of our, the ones who preceded us. I was going to say our forebears, but they're not related to us by blood. But there are older sisters and brothers in the faith, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Many, many of the so-called Bible heroes have less than perfect uh, walks with the Lord. And these stories are related to us, of course, to see the greatness of God through what he did in their lives, but also to learn from their mistakes. Okay, so just bear that in mind. So now we're looking at this trio. Abraham, Abraham as we call him, Sarah and Abimelech. I mean, <laughs> the goodness of God defies comprehension. God has told Abraham that he'll have a son in a year's time. Sarah laughed, which will end up uh, determining the name of her son. Isaac, Yitzhak, which comes from laughter in Hebrew. And Abraham moves to Philistia. Gerar is the land of the Philistines. And he lies again about his wife being his sister. He's done that before. Because of this lie, he exposes her to potentially get pregnant by another man, namely the king of the Philistines, Abimelech. Now, if you look at the timing, uh, the angel of the Lord came and told Abraham that uh, he would have a, a, a child in a year's time. Pregnancy is nine months, okay? So if you count 10, 11, 12, he had this three-month window for the conception of uh, 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 Yitzhak. So he exposes his wife to potentially get pregnant by another child than the child promised to him by God. Isn't that an incredible risk to take? And this was not just any man. This would have been a child conceived by Sarah with the king of the Philistines. I mean, the implications of that. We all see already uh, up to uh, the present day <laughs> what, um, uh, what the consequences have been of Abraham having a child with his maidservant, uh, uh, which gave, uh, brought us Ishmael and how that is playing out in the Middle East. Let's just move on from that. So Abimelech and all his people get cursed with infertility. They become sterile, they become infertile. And it's only because God spoke to Abimelech in a dream that Abimelech is made aware of what is happening. Abraham says that he certainly knew that this whole, this, this whole group of people had been afflicted by God because of his lie. He didn't say anything, okay? It's God has to speak to Abimelech in a dream 
for Abimelech to come and ask. So as you read the story, what strikes me, and I don't know if you've noticed this before, if you've read the story before, is that God doesn't do anything to Abraham. In appearance, at least. I mean, as far as we know, he doesn't rebuke him. He doesn't tell him off. <laughs> he doesn't admonish him. He doesn't say, hey, I promised you a child. What are you doing? He Why are you lying? He doesn't do anything. He goes to Abimelech and strikes Abimelech and his family and his people and his servants with infertility. How does that even make sense? And if you continue to read the story, God's reaction towards Abraham, continued blessings, plenty of blessings, blessings galore. The harsh consequences reign on Abimelech, but Abraham, nada. God even says, Oh, Abimelech, Abraham is a prophet. Go to him <laughs> and he'll pray for you so that you'll be healed. And the rewards don't stop there. They continue. Abimelech gives Abraham lots of riches to make up for the offense. So Abraham prays for the king's household to be healed and they are. Oh, and Sarah gets a lot of uh, uh, money or, or, or riches as well to wipe away her, her shame. And the promise isn't cancelled. Sarah gets pregnant by Abraham within the window of conception as planned. Now, we are very well acquainted with the principle of sowing and reaping. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament, all over the Bible. So, where exactly is sowing and reaping here? Where is what most of us would expect? Consequences of the sin that Abraham has committed. Not for the first time, for the second time. This is not the only time in scripture where people do things that are not right and God chooses to ignore that and blesses them instead. Let's look at Exodus 33:19. I didn't put set it aside before, so I'll just do it while we're um, talking to you. Exodus 33:19, complete Jewish Bible. Exodus 33:19 says, he replied, I will cause all my goodness to pass before you, and in your presence I will pronounce the name of Adonai. Moreover, I will show favor to whomever I will, and I display mercy to whomever I will. Let me read that again, because I added a will that wasn't there. He replied, I will cause all my goodness to pass before you, and in your presence I will pronounce the name of Adonai. Moreover, I show favor to whomever I will, and I display mercy to whomever I will. Let me look at another translation. Let's look at uh, the New Living Translation. And God said, I will have my goodness pass in front of you. I will make the name of the Lord known in front of you. I will have loving kindness and loving pity for anyone I want to. If you look at the New King James Version, then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So I've read what, four translations? Three or four, I can't remember. The fact is, based on Exodus thirty-three nineteen, this confirms that God is God, which we already know, of course. But more importantly, that God does not have to explain himself to us. Does that sound unfair to you? I personally don't think the kingdom of God is fair. But yeah, feel free to get back to me on that. It's not about fairness, is it? 
the culminating point of the Bible is Jesus' death on the cross for our sins. That is pretty high up in terms of not being fair. <laughs> he really didn't deserve that. And we really didn't deserve the, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Let's just think about that a little bit. Yeah. So I think we've established quite easily that the kingdom of God doesn't work on fairness, at least not on the human principle of fairness, not the way we see it. If you're a bit outraged and you're thinking, why did, did God do that? How come he, he struck, struck uh, Abimelech in his household? That's really, you know, how come Abraham and Sarah got away with it? Yada, yada. Let me just ask you this question. How many times have you been the beneficiary of God's mercy and compassion when you didn't deserve it at all? Anyway, uh, yeah, that's something to ponder. I would really like to hear from people regarding this. Um, I pray that it blesses you and it changes your perspective on God's mercy. He is God. He does what he wants. He does not have to explain himself to us. To finish, I just want to reiterate that God is good. His wisdom, his love, he knows all things. And we're always free to ask him if we don't understand. I pray a blessing over you in this season. I pray that in the lead up to Easter, you will ponder Jesus' sacrifice. How unfair it was for him to take our sin on him, he who was without sin. Blessings, this was episode 4 of Grace Touch 2021. Till next time.